Steve. Gregor. And Greg. Hi, I'm your loudmouth host, Steve O'Connor. Apparently, I'm known to have a big mouth. Huh. I am joined by my helicopter brothers, Greg Big Raw Ringley. That's me. And Gregor Absolute McGrath. Absolutely. From all of us, we'd like to welcome you to the podcast. What is the name of our podcast? <laughs> I, I didn't get the memo on that one. We did name this, right? We did. Yeah, ma- ma- Maximum ma- Collective. Maximum. <laughs> I like that. That's a sexy name. The way I fly, always Maximum Collective. Maximum. When in doubt, Maximum Collective. Hey, you can't beat that. So what are we going to do here? We would like to emphasize the hobby from a perspective west of the Mississippi. We'd like to keep it on the shorter side, 35 to 45 minutes, something you can listen to on the ride home from work or the way to work or over your lunch. That's for those short attention span people, right? Yes, like myself. Did me. We'd like to talk about people enjoying the hobby, what they do to enjoy the hobby, upcoming con flies, growth in the hobby. And I think we'd all like to share our passion for the hobby and try to give back just a little bit of a hobby that's given so much to us. That's pretty cool. I think we can probably get that done in here. I believe so. Sounds like a plan to me. I'm on board. I'll join. What do I sign? If we get Gregor more enthused, though, I think he needs more caffeine. True. Are you absolutely Are you falling asleep over there, Gregor? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm choking. I'm actually, I'm freezing. I'm freezing up here. So, how long's Gregor been in the hobby? I mean, he's like the old guy of the group, isn't he? Oh man, I keep hearing that. I keep hearing that I'm the old guy. It's at work. It's on the podcast. <laughs> I've been flying for 17 years since 2005. Wow. Yeah. yeah. What was I your think- first helicopter? My first helicopter was a Pico Z infrared helicopter from Radio Shack. It was, uh, it was, uh, it, it put the heli bug in the veins, that's for sure. And you want to know why we think you're old? <laughs> Radio Shack. Yeah. I was going to say, that's, I remember that. That was like when I was five. I think I just dated myself. Just a bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then from there, it went on to the, the Blade CP, and uh, it was a mission in life just to be able to hover upside down with that one. <laughs> I'm still trying to hover upside down. Oh, you meant the helicopter, not me. Right, right. So what'd you do after that? No, uh, I got uh, involved with a local club and uh, met a few guys down there, and they were uh, actually working for a main hobbies and they helped me, they helped me progress in the hobby. It was really cool. Um, you know, from setup to uh, things I could practice to help me improve. And uh, I guess uh, after that, it just, it just kept going. The progression just kept, uh, kept going forward from there. Nice. What about you, Steve? 
I started in 2006. I actually walked into a hobby shop to buy RC car parts and they had a $200 ready to fly blade CP. Yeah, not so ready to fly and I couldn't fly, but I actually know the exact date when I started, which is kind of on the cool side. Yeah, so I started off with the Blade CP and, you know, I spent $200 and then I spent another $400 trying to make it fly better. Um, but if, you, if you've been there, you've been there and you know what I'm talking about. And I did not have a field to join. I had nothing but airplane pilots around me. So setup was a huge learning curve. I used things like Run Rider and Heli Freak to walk me through some of those uh, pitfalls and, and some of those hurdles of getting over. Uh, it took years. Uh, I, I don't know that I was even doing any inverted flight in the first year I was flying. I was just happy to not crash every day. Very cool. And then here you are today, master pilot. Here I am today. Yes, master pilot. So <laughs> in my first fun fly, like you were talking, the first time I really got exposed to anything, I went to Urcha. I, I, I was in Missouri and I, you know, it's five, six hours away. So I got to talk about intimidation. So that'd be a shock, right? Yes. Yeah. Seeing what they flew and all the helicopters and I still had the blade CP with the FM transmitter. And yeah, that was, uh, they had more money in any number of things than I did in just my helicopter. So it was a little embarrassing, but I think, I think a lot of us have been there. Yeah. That's got, that's gotta be, uh, I guess, you know, for your first fun fly, I mean, that would really be, that would take, that would have taken me back and, and just kind of, shook me a, a bit you know because that, that's an overwhelming place to be for your first fun fly. wow right it totally is yeah. I, I i also i'm one of those pilots that doesn't necessarily push the envelope i i'm more of a layback and fly kind of guy i've definitely got stuck in the rut over the course of 16 years uh, i think other people have too but i've just never been a pusher uh trying to push the envelope with the flying although hanging out with some of these great pilots definitely encourages you in that direction and I definitely think I've improved a little bit over the last couple of years. Very cool. Very cool. So what about you, Greg? Well, about four years ago, I uh, had a person say, hey, you fly airplanes. I've got this helicopter. Um, let me give it to you, and you can do something with it. And I had no clue what helicopters were. And he handed me a Cimarock, seven, you know, a 700-class Cimarock. I had no clue what it was. It was a jetty radio. This big old thing was in my garage. And I went, this is nuts. What do you do with this thing? So I said, well, I'm going to sell it. So I put it up for sale on Helifreak. Had no clue what to ask for it. And ran into Mike Donovan and J.C. Zankel at Empire. Come to find out, they were like 10 miles from my house. And they flew helicopters. So I, they hooked me up with my very first helicopter a Gowie nx4 with that gasser t10 motor in it and i was a hovering fool i'd lift off and hover in one spot for 15 minutes and land and funny story the first time i lifted off the ground it's hovering right in front of me and i think shane was standing next to me it was hovering and i hit hold and landed and he goes why'd you land i go well i've been hovering for like five minutes he goes no no that was like 30 seconds and he goes lift <laughs> off again so I lift it off again, and I hover for like 45 seconds. He goes, what are you doing? I go, that was five minutes. He goes, no, that was 45 seconds. He goes, next time you lift off, don't land until I tell you to. So an hour and a half later, I landed. And he goes, no, no, okay, that was like three minutes. Uh, 
that was my start. And I flew with those guys at that field, and I got my next helicopter after that NX-4 uh, was a, a Gowie NX-7. And then I flew that thing for a long time, and I slowly moved my way into electrics from nitros, which is probably odd because I started off in the nitro side and moved into electric. Um, and now I love flying anything. And if you ask me what my favorite helicopter is, I'll tell you it was the last one I flew. Nice, so, nice. Did you so you so you went right in from an NX4 to a 700? Yeah, I went yeah. to a, the Gowie NX7, and then about the same time I got the NX7, I got an X5. Right about the same time, mm-hmm. you know. But that was my NX7 was, wow, that thing was awesome. <laughs> it made noise and it smoked and it grunted and it made all this. Oh, I just I loved oh, it. Nitro's great, right? <laughs> oh man, I bleed yeah. nitro. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, it's 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 uh, funny because a lot of people tend to get intimidated by the larger helicopters. But it sounds like you just dove right in it. That's awesome. The thing for me was is and the nice thing is we talk about how do you get how do you improve or how do you feel comfortable in the hobby by surrounding yourself with people that help you. And I think that's what has encouraged me to try and help as many people as I can. Because I have people like JC and Mike and Shane that literally, and Randy, that would literally, every time you went to the flying field, they were there to help you out. They were there to make you feel comfortable. They made you feel um, that you could do this. They'd stand next to you. And sometimes just having someone stand next to you makes you feel like you're a better pilot than you are. Because it encourages you to feel safe at what you're doing. And just talking you through stuff and supporting you. And next thing you know, I felt... Okay, I can fly this bigger machine. I mean, yeah, even though the hair on my neck stood up, but having that that person that was there supporting you, it just allowed me to push a little further and stretch my wings a little bit more. That's awesome. That's, That's awesome. interesting you say about the nitro. I didn't own a nitro for 10 years of flying, and I never touched the nitro. I didn't know how to tune a nitro. Some might say I still don't know how to tune a nitro. But it's that's pretty interesting because I've never been into the smoke. I've never been into the nitro. Watching folks fly it encourages me. Like I kind of want the 600 size nitro, um, and I, I actually owned a T-Rex 600 nitro for a little while, but I had some issues with it. Never motor issues, just every other issue that goes along with the nitro shaking itself apart. Well, so are... that is pretty interesting. You stuck with it and flying a gasser straight out of the box like that so early on. That's that's interesting. Well. Part of my airplane history was flying nitro airplanes. So Mike and those guys all felt like, hey, if that's where you're comfortable on the airplane side, then that would make sense from a helicopter side. Because at that point in time, I'd never flown an electric airplane either. A LiPo battery to me was something that was going to blow up and burn my house down. Oh, wow. I mean, if you've never dealt with a big LiPo battery... And someone says, here, charge this thing up, but be careful, because if it shorts out and it catches on fire, it'll burn your house down. Lord, who wants those bombs in your house? Right off the bat, I was scared of lipos. <laughs> it's funny you say that, because uh, I went from uh, basically a, a 450 and uh, jumped uh, right into a, uh, what was it, a Raptor 50 uh, that a friend of mine had, and uh and yeah, that was, it was intimidating at first, but, you know, seeing some of the large batteries that they, the guys would come out with, uh, with lipos, uh, you know, they were, they were super intimidating for me, almost more so than, than nitro, just because I think that's just what I got introduced to first. And then, 
you just kept hearing all about, you know, the lipo safety and, and the dangers with it, you know, so. Well, 17 years ago, lipo was what, or I'm sorry, nitro was what, 15, $17 a gallon and a lipo battery was $250. $250. Yeah. We call them the divorce battery, you know, back then because <laughs> it, uh, it, uh, it just started working with a main and I was up front and, uh, this uh, guy who turned out to, he became one of my best friends. He, he uh, came in to pick up a battery for his T-Rex 600. And um, I, you know, thought I was being Mr. Customer Service with his wife standing there and, and uh, started bringing up pricing, you know, and uh, his wife, her, her, uh, her mouth opened and she gasped for air when I told him, you know, how much the battery was. And he had already purchased the kit, you know, and, uh, and from then on, uh, we called it the divorce battery. <laughs> so what's so. the first what's that first rule of fight club first rule of rc helicopters don't tell the wife how much you spend yeah <laughs> yeah pretty much that's it, that's it. well so, that's yeah. pretty cool that's from some our, our genesis stories right yeah all right so we're looking for like 30 to 45 minutes i wonder how we're doing so far have we bored I did not start a timer did we board all our listeners? Have we bored them all? Are you guys all bored out there? Big no. I absolutely don't like that. No. <laughs> stuck in my damn head. Give us an inverted thumbs up if you like it. I like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> fundamentally, that's what we're looking for. Is to help grow the hobby, emphasize some of the stuff here on the West Coast, not de-emphasize the East, but just kind of let everybody know what's going on on both sides of the country, right? Right. Yeah, I think we totally like to talk about what's going on around the country, what people are into, and, you know, bring people on for five or ten minutes and just get their viewpoints on some of the standard questions. It'd be nice to hear from different fun flies. I've been all over the country. I think all of us have been to a lot of fun flies all over the place. And it's always interesting to go to a different fun fly. Uh, Clovis, for example, is a completely different field from – Ken Marshall's ranch from triple tree, right. Uh, or Beeham. If you ever made it, we're lucky enough to make it to Beeham, uh, nitro heaven down there. But I, I think it's interesting to hear that kind of stuff and what they have to offer and what the general crowd is like. And they're all, right. they're all a little bit different. So everybody out there listening, if you've got a fun flight coming up or you have a neat experience at a flying field, we want to hear about it. And I think we're going to start a Facebook page too, and, and kind of, add that to the calendar so we can have some central place for fun flies across the country and it doesn't even have to be across the country if you want to put your fun fly in and you're in another country we'd love to sit there and and, and help you get more listeners or more more people to attend your event it's right. always interesting i know australia is pretty good about that and i think new zealand is that where uh, they tend to go I, I think they have a couple of good things going on It'd be really cool to hear some of those things well, me, we have to go to New Zealand then. Do a remote podcast from New Zealand. I would totally be down with that. I think that would be great. I right. heard that the sound comes out of the microphone down there, and that the speakers are the microphone. Oh, that's right. It's well, it's and the it's... toilets reverse, and that up is down and down is up. Well, what is it when you're inverted? Down is up, and up is expensive. I always get that one wrong, and I hate I hate that. I always I always fail that test. <laughs> Nice. It's expensive. It's an expensive lesson. That is. All right. Well, folks, it's time to hit throttle hold and auto on out of here. 
This is Steve O'Connor with Maxim Collective and Greg Ringle and Gregor McGrath. And we will chat with you guys next month. Look for us on Facebook. Steve. Gregor. And Greg.